Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, November 3rd. We got a special edition of Straight Fire today. Why? Because we have a great guest who has a new book out on Bo Jackson. If you are under the age of 30, there's a good chance you aren't that familiar with Bo Jackson. If you are over 30, you are very familiar with the dominant athlete of the late 80s and early 90s, baseball and football. Jeff Perlman wrote a book, drops by. We have a good chat about the great Bo Jackson. I bet you didn't know if you're living in uh, Illinois right now, he is living outside Chicago. He could be your neighbor. Apparently, is a warm grandfather and just is super friendly. Not like the time he wanted to kill Kevin Seitzer and nearly nearly did do that outside of a batting cage. You'll hear that story. But besides a talk about Bo Jackson, there is big, big news. We had the second no-hitter in World Series history last night. Yes, it's true. The Houston Astros. Not, not, it was not like Don Larson's World Series history. No-hitter in 1956. Actually, a perfect game for the Yankees. This, ladies and gentlemen, was a combined no-hitter. 
one, two, three, four Houston Astros combined to no hit the Phillies and notch the win. I mean, there's a big debate this morning about is a four pitcher no hitter in the same universe as a no hitter. And obviously the answer is no. It's just, you know, it's a it's a fun talking point, you know? Um a no hitter in my in my baseball experiences is basically pitcher goes out, shuts down the other team, it's a no hitter. This whole like I'm gonna hand it off in the sixth and the seventh, eighth, ninth like that to me is not the same thing. But a no hitter is a no hitter, the World Series is tied at two. In other news we will have a best bet at the end of the podcast for Thursday Night Football, Eagles, Texans. It is probably not mandatory viewing. Uh, I haven't checked the NBA schedule yet. I probably should start betting more on the NBA as we're, we now have a sample size of about you know seven to ten games. We're getting in that, okay, we kind of know who some teams are, but it's still NBA regular season. Hell, I mean, if you're betting on the Clippers, you don't even know if Kawhi Leonard's playing, but we're not doing baseball today. Um I do want to quickly talk about it states college football gets the short end of the stick because obviously NFL has games Thursday that matter all of Sunday and Monday. So NFL is really hogging this podcast, but there is a massive college football game this weekend. A few weeks ago, you had the Alabama Tennessee game and there was like three other really big games a couple weeks back. Oh, the USC Utah game. Like, it was an awesome day for college football. And since then, there's been, like, nothing. Well, whatever you're doing, Saturday, make sure you get to a TV. I think it's 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern. Tennessee travels to Georgia. Both teams undefeated. This is a big one. Uh, you got Hendon Hooker, Heisman leader against the Stetson Bennett-led Georgia Bulldogs for, like, eight minutes earlier this season, Stetson Bennett was the Heisman uh, was the Heisman leader. It didn't last long because, you know, he did what he did. He turned into a pumpkin. Stetson Bennett, a serviceable quarterback. He did win a national championship last year. But it's funny because all anybody remembers about Georgia this season, if I told you, what, did, what has Georgia done? Shucks. Who? Well, they haven't played Alabama yet. Um, what? What? Oh, that's right. They destroyed Oregon in the season opener. And Jason, the idiot, was like, "Oh, you got to take him at, uh, if it hits if it hits uh, fourteen and a half. You got to take that hook and, and grab uh, grab the ducks." And it was like twenty one nothing in like five minutes. That game was over quick. And first impressions matter a lot. But here's what's interesting: Tennessee has been an absolute cover machine, folks. Seven and one against the spread, tops in college football, and the public is all over them. This is fairly staggering, folks. I don't even I don't think a lot of people are aware of this. So if I told you Tennessee opened as a what is it? nine and a half point um, yeah, Tennessee was a nine point underdog and quickly got everybody starts betting Tennessee. it's down to eight and a half, then it's down to eight. I got Tennessee eight and a half. I think I mentioned on the pod earlier this week. Bottom line, I, I, I like Tennessee here. But just for the record, do you know who else is on Tennessee? Every single gambler with access to an account. According to BetMGM, 90% of the bets, 94% of the money is on Tennessee. That's insane. That is absolutely absurd. You're telling me 9 out of 10 bets are on a road dog? Usually that's an automatic play the other way. But I'm just, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't know how closely you've watched college football. 
I couldn't help but take Tennessee. This team is on some kind of mission. They are playing at a different level. Like last week, they were playing Kentucky. And you're like, ooh, trap game for Tennessee. You know, they got to go on the road to Kentucky, night game, and they got Georgia the following week. This is a definite trap spot for Kentucky. Everybody goes and bets um, the Wildcats, and they get destroyed. Tennessee covered. Now, the sharp bettors were on Kentucky. The public is only betting Tennessee. Um, they are they are the new... You know how like Alabama first half was the bet, and then Georgia first half was the bet? It's now just Tennessee straight up. Like They're just destroying everybody on the spread. And they killed Kentucky last week. Like, it was not close after halftime. Barely close in the second quarter. This team is just on a different level. People aren't respecting Hendon Hooker. And I did a mock draft for Fox. It, I don't think it has come out, but I submitted it um, you know, the day after Halloween because after the Monday Night Football. And it's, it's very weird, but like Hendon Hooker is one of these stories, folks. I mean, this is a guy who was at Virginia Tech, and he was a running quarterback. And then Justin Fuente, who I had liked as a, as a hire, for Virginia Tech said, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know that Hendon Hooker is the guy for us. And Hendon Hooker had a good run at, at Virginia Tech, and then he transfers to Tennessee. He puts up good numbers not last year, and now he's 24 years old. This year, I mean, unbelievable stats. Again, Heisman leader. He's throwing dimes. If you go watch, if you go to YouTube, if you don't believe me, but you like the NFL draft and your team needs a quarterback, go look at the YouTube Hendon Hooker versus Alabama. The guy makes all the throws. I don't want to say this is Joe Burrow. Uh, and remember, Joe Burrow went to Ohio State, could not get on the field, goes to LSU, is okay. And then the second year at LSU is just unbelievable with one of the greatest college football seasons in the history of the sport. So, like, I don't want to compare him quite. He, he's not quite in the Joe Burrow category, but what Hendon Hooker's doing is incredible. They have two uh, wide receivers who I think could play in the pros. Uh, might be mid-round picks, maybe higher than that. I don't know. Georgia obviously lost a million guys to the NFL. They still have a really, really strong defense. Folks, this is going to be a great game. I personally am surprised that it's eight. I think that, you know, if it happens to go down to seven, I I assume the pros are going to hit Georgia. I'll just remind you of this. Georgia, last year, regular season, everybody loved him. I said, "Uh -uh 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 uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. I'm taking Nick Saban. And I remember Nick Saban, they they rolled him. Jamison Williams had a monster game. And something tells me that Tennessee, this is Tennessee's game. I, I don't know. It's just a weird vibe I have about the Vols. You just look, I know it's on the road, but it's not a night game. It'll be, it'll be a, a, a boozed up scene there in Athens. People will be going crazy. Obviously, it's the SEC. I just, I, you, you got a 24-year-old quarterback. I don't think he's intimidated in this setting. I really think this is a good opportunity for Hendon Hooker. He could win the Heisman this weekend. He will, actually, if he beats Georgia. Just lock it up. And remember, I gave that out on the herd before the um, Alabama game. People love me for that. Hopefully, it'll align your pockets with some nice change. Um, I don't think it's as big of a play on Tennessee. I'm starting to feel like I might have one of those monster plays in the NFL this weekend. We'll see. It's still got another day. But um, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Jeff Perlman, who's got a new book out on Bo Jackson. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy. I feel like he's only on here to plug books. We, we should just bring him in regularly to just talk, pop off, because he's got a lot to say. He has a new book out, and it sounds amazing. If you are, what do you think, like the 35 and up crowd? And you remember this guy called Bo Jackson. He, that was his name. Well, that is his name. He's not dead. And he was just, uh, I mean, a true legend in every sense of the word. The book is called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson, Jeff Perlman, how are you, man? I just want to say two things. I'm, I'm sitting out of outside of the Hop-In in middle of nowhere, Georgia. And number two, um, you said you should have me on more often. And that makes it sound like I'm only I'm only coming on to promote books. But it's not like my – you certainly could ask and I would be happy to come on. I just don't want it to seem like I'm one of those opportunists who only yeah. comes on to promote books. Well, I mean, listen, there's so much happening in sports and culture right now. And I sure. feel like that's kind of an intersection that you do well in, right? Would you agree? Sure. I don't know. I just yeah. I like writing books. 
<laughs> yeah, you like sports. Obviously, you like books. Um, Bo Jackson. I, I am curious, Jeff. So when Bo popped, you were middle school, high school? I was, uh, well, let's see. When he won the Heisman Trophy, I was middle school. And mm. when he really emerged, I was high school. Like right I'm just trying to think, what would like middle school, high school Jeff Perlman say now that you are doing a book on Bo Jackson? You know everything to know possibly about the guy. Um, it, it, like back in the day, there was no bigger athlete. I was just trying to think of a comp. So he's listed as 6'1", 230. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, for the life of me, I can't think of anyone. I mean, this is recency bias, but like A.J. Brown, the receiver of the Eagles, is like a total beast on the field. But like... Again, could AJ Brown just go play baseball and start hitting home runs and scaling walls? Like I, I, I don't think anybody could do that. No, I agree. And I just want to say, if you if you went back to ask me, if you told me at age whatever, all right, you're, the thing that would blow me away, to be honest with you, if you told me at age whatever, growing up in Mayo Pack, New York, in my bedroom with all these posters, that mm-hmm. there's going to be an HBO show. It's going to be based on a book you write. <laughs> and it's going to be called Winning Time, and you're going to get paid and blah 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 blah. I'm like, no way. If you told me. I was going to write one book. I'd say that's amazing. I mean, it's all, I'm living the charmed, even though I'm sitting outside yeah. the hop in, in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, I'm living a very charmed existence. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah, well, so where's a Bo Jackson, a bigger deal. I think you, you said he lives in Chicago now, outside. but is he a, we're, we're outside Chicago, like the burbs. Yeah. Yeah. Burr Ridge, Illinois, right outside Chicago. So there's probably like a bunch of suburban kids out there who are going trick or treating and like Bo Jackson will answer the door and hand out candy. And I bet like 80% of them have no clue who he is. 95. And then the parents are like, wait a sec, what? Who, wait, is that? No, that can't be Bo Jackson. But he's what, 60 years old? Six years old. He's a grandpa of an 18-month-old. I know, it's super weird. People don't get it. One day, everyone who's like, I played basketball recently. Some I, I always play hoops at the gym. And some kid is like, yeah. how old are you, 80-something years old? And I'm always like, you'll get here too, Sonny. You know, like, everyone, <laughs> it's just crazy how age works. And it is bizarre. And I actually, one of my, I swear to God, one of my motivations throughout the book project was my kids who are teenagers really, they know Bo Jackson because of me, but most of their friends yeah. don't, you know, most of them wow. don't. And we pretend they do. And then we at our age will be like, I can't believe they don't know Bo Jackson. But then you think, why would they know Bo Jackson? You know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, 30 for 30 is doing at like doing some stuff for athletes who popped in the 80s and 90s, but there really isn't enough of it. And think about it. You know, when we were kids, what would have somebody would have had to been like a major superstar in what, like the 19 late 60s, early 70s? Like you start telling me about Tom Seaver when I'm a kid. I'm like, okay, Seaver, Seaver would have been recent. I mean, it would have been like talking about Ted Williams or Joe DiMaggio timeline wise. That's what's crazy about it. Bo Jackson graduated college, got out of college in 1985. That's almost 40 years ago. So go back in 1985. Yeah. You're going back to 1945. Would you? Were you in 1985? Have any interest in a 1945 athlete? You know, it's no, crazy. None. Yeah. None. I mean, t- you know, TV helped Bo Jackson. I, I'll never forget that All Star game where he hit the bomb to center field. Obviously, the Monday Night Football game when he ran over Brian Bosworth. Um, I, I'm sh- I'm sure you've got a million stories, and I'm sh- you can unfurl some of the good ones. I do have to ask, and I love this question, like when you get the thing, I'm going to do a book on Bo Jackson and you approach Bo Jackson, how does it go? Like, is he amenable? Is he like slamming the door in your face? Is he a gentleman? Oh, good question. This was during the pandemic 2020, during the heart of the pandemic. Mm. I sent Bo Jackson a couple of my books and a note. And the note was basically, uh, you know, I've always admired you. My name's Jeff Perlman. So I do blah, blah, blah. I've always admired you. 
I think people deserve to remember your legacy, work in a biography. I would love to talk to you for it, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, maybe three or four days later, not long after, because I FedEx the envelope just to give it some gravitas. I'm talking with my mom on the phone. Uh, I'm back in my backyard in California and a block number appears. And I swear, I thought, I bet this is Bo Jackson. And it was Bo Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Mr. Jeff Perlman. And I recognized the voice and I said, yes. And he goes, this is Bo Jackson. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And um, we talked for about a half hour. He was awesome. But he was also saying, you know, um, I get asked about this stuff all the time. People always want to do stuff on me. He goes, I'm just not really interested. And he said the magical words. And I can't guarantee he meant as much as he said it. But he said, I don't have a problem with you doing it. I just don't really want to be involved. And I said, all right, that's fine. And what that does is it it really does. It allows you as an author, because inevitably people are going to say, does Bo know you're doing it? Yes, he does. And I talked to him and he said he doesn't have a problem that I'm doing it. And that actually goes a super long way. I'm sure at the moment, Bo Jackson mm -hmm. isn't thinking this is going to be great, you know, like, yay. But that goes a long way. And I also, um, I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but I got very, 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 very lucky. Um, Bo Jackson had an autobiography come out in 1990 called Bo Knows Bo. And he wrote it with Dick Schaap. And what that, as you know, and I oh. know, what that means is Dick Schaap wrote it off of interviews with Bo. And Dick Schaap, before he died, donated all his notes and all his audio tapes to the Auburn Library. They were wow. sitting in the basement for decades. Nobody had heard them. And um, I got them all sent to me. So I had tons and tons of material from Bo Jackson directly to Dick Schaap. A lot of it, a lot of it never used in the book. So it oh was really, goodness. yeah, it was great. It was great. What a gold mine. So let me ask you this. So that was the first conversation you had with Bo. At any point, did you ever have to circle back to him or did you think, man, I can't circle back once because then I'll have like multiple follow-ups? Well, I didn't have his phone number. I only had his address. So because oh, it was a blocked right. number. So I wrote right. him, I think I sent him two more notes and it would be like, if I found something really cool, like once I found an old scouting report, someone had filed on him. I think it was a Cincinnati Red Scout maybe and I thought it was cool. So I put in an envelope. Hey, it's Jeff. I'm working on the book. Love to talk to you. If not, this is kind of cool. And I sent something else too, maybe an article. And I never heard back from him. And uh, mm -hmm. that's okay. He just kind of, yeah. you know. I I'm curious, like, you know, your research team is you or do you have like an army of dudes thanks to the book uh, publisher? Like, do you have a bunch of guys or are you just doing this all on yourself? The only thing I have helped with is uh, transcribing interviews. I've gotten a little lazy. So I have, I'll hire people to transcribe some of the interviews I do. Cause that takes so many hours. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. It's a pain. I wish there were solutions to that when everyone keeps having solutions, but they're never real solutions. Um, no, it's me. And the reason it's me, it's all right. It's two things. Number one, I just trust myself. Like I actually yes. trust myself, but number two, it's like, um, you know what you're looking for and not everyone's going to know. And every reporter looks for different things. Every reporter has different sensibilities. Me, mm -hmm. I'm super, super hyper into, um, like the example I used this in my head is when I wrote my first book about the 1986 Mets, there's a teeny little item in the New York Post, I think, about a pitcher named Sid Fernandez being spotted eating like 16 slices of pizza. And like, <laughs> I'm all about that stuff, you know? Sid Fernandez, number 50, right? Sid Fernandez, number 50, Hawaiian. Por a portly gentleman, yes, right. I remember. So I'm always wow. looking for that stuff. And I, I just think like, if you were writing a book, you'd look for totally different things that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And... David Marinus, Jonathan, I, they're all looking for different things. So if I outsource it, I feel like they wouldn't see the things that I'm looking for, you know, and then I'd really mm. regret it. So I, I mean, I, um, 
honestly, it's the same with promoting. Like I, um, I'm in Alabama right now. Well, I'm in Jordan, but I've been in Alabama. I went on Saturday to the Auburn game. They were playing Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas. And, oh. during, and I, I only went to the last eight minutes because I'd never been to an Auburn game. But the whole game, I was in the parking lot putting postcards in car windows. I had 5,000 postcards for the book. And I was doing it one window after another because I just really believe, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like if I hired someone else and throw them out and be like, I did it. Where's my uh, 15 an hour? I just believe in doing it yourself, you know? Wow, that is, so you're you're on the ground putting, uh, basically trying to sell the book. But that's I gotta say, Jeff, that's dedication. You didn't even bring like your family to help you out or anything. I brought no one, and uh, well, they wouldn't want to do it. And also, uh, every now and then, so I used to when I would do it. This is thing I discovered this time. I used to someone would be like, "Are you the author?" And I'd be like, "Nah, I just work here." But um, this time, I was at <laughs> Auburn, and a lot of people were tailgating, and people, someone said, "Are you the author?" And I was just like, "Yeah, it's my book." And the guy's like, "Whoa, that's so cool! I'll order it on Kindle tomorrow." And I actually, the first time I thought about, really thought about like the human connection and that you're an author and that you're doing it yourself, you're out there pumping, I think mm-hmm. kind of hits people in a, in a little bit of a special way. So I need to do that more often, you know? Yeah, listen, I, I, not, I'm not here. We're here to talk about you and your book, but I, I went to a Chargers game recently and I wore a hat, you know, and I was with some buddies and, you know, we're in the food line and this, these two guys keep looking at me um, like very close by. And, you know, I, I'm, I try to ignore it or whatever. And then eventually one of them comes up and is like, hey, hey, are you J-Mac from the herd? And I was like, yeah, my buddy's like looking like because he had some guys that I hang with have never seen this kind of thing. And the dudes are like, oh, dude, it's the greatest show. A big fan, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, that that's kind of cool. You know, and then they will follow you on social media and say stuff. Do you get that a lot as an author? I mean, an author is a whole different level than just some talking head talking about Kyrie Irving and nonsense. No, I had um, recently... You know what's funny? I talk this. Writer fame is the best kind of fame in the world because, first of all, it's not real fame. Like, it's not fame. Second of all, nobody follows you around. Third of all, when you get recognized, like that moment on the line of the Chargers game, like that's a cool moment. I was last week walking through New York City, walking up Central Park West, just taking a walk. And some guy goes, Jeff Perlman? And I go, yeah. And he's like, love Three Ring Circus. And I said, how do you know who I am? He said, I follow you on Twitter. And then uh, at Auburn, some other guys like I follow you on Twitter. Of course, with Elon Musk buying Twitter, that might come to an end very quickly. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, those things never they happen once every three years. Like, I don't get it back in myself. Yeah. No. Anyways, back to Bo. Yeah. What was the most interesting aspect of of reporting on Bo? Was it Raiders Bo, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers story? Um, college bow, like uh, scouts bow. I don't know. I mean, for, from my perspective, it would have probably been his NFL time, but I mean, Major League Baseball bow was incredible. I don't know. They all seem like folk hero ish. For me personally, my two, I have two favorites. One is everything about Auburn and being an African American kid coming to this campus and all the crap they had to deal with. It's unbelievable. It really blew my mind. I know it shouldn't blow my mind because it's a deep South. It's the 80s. But like, just as an example, I interviewed uh, his teammate, and he says since passed away, sadly, was Lionel Little Train James, who's yeah. a running back. You remember Lionel James? Chargers, yeah. Yeah, and a really good running back. And um, Lionel, t- he, he, di- he died a few months ago. It just sucks. He was such a nice guy. Um, he told me, Bo, and, uh, Bo lived with Lionel sophomore year, both sophomore year. And they lived in Sewell Hall, which was the athletic dormitory. And they were doing renovations. So all the athletes were put in mobile units, like trailers, all around the town of Auburn. 
And Pat Dye, the head coach at Auburn, this is Lionel James, told me that um, he met with them and he said, look, I know you guys like dating white girls. I know you are dating white girls. He's like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, you're here. You should do what you want. But I don't know how that's going to go over on campus. Um, I'm going to put you in a trailer away from campus so people just don't see it. And what Lionel said to me, I've, I've talked about it, but really resonated with me is he's like, there was a game against Florida where I broke all of my fingers. I literally broke all of my fingers. And you sit there and you wonder sometimes, like they're cheering me, they're asking for autographs. What if I was dating their daughter? Like, what if mm. I was coming over for dinner? How would they treat me? Am I just a, and use the N word, am I just an N word with the ball or am I, do I matter? I thought that was really, everything about it was, a, there was a, uh, there was a fraternity KA on campus um, and it was deep rooted in Southern history, blah, blah, blah. Every week they had a Southern Heritage Week and they had a parade where all the brothers would dress up as uh, Civil War soldiers um, in greys. Their girlfriends would wear antebellum dresses and they would hire, hire local black kids to dress up as slaves and they would walk a parade route. Now, imagine being Lionel James or Bo Jackson watching this nonsense. So that's one. And then the other was um, when Bo Jackson was a senior after his senior year at Auburn, his football year, he played in two bowl games. One was the senior bowl, which is cool. But the other was the Japan bowl. And it was, um, hmm. it doesn't exist anymore, but it was basically like they took a hundred high uh, college seniors and they flew into Japan all the same plane out of LA. And they spent a week in Japan, like meeting, meeting sumo wrestlers, eating sushi, blah, 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 blah. And the whole game is ridiculous. Like none of the Japanese fans care to have empty stadium. The uniforms don't fit because they were sewn by by these, you know, seamstresses in Japan who'd never seen a football game before. And like, it's just awesome. And, and uh, Bo was on the, uh, it was, uh, I think it was the East West. So Bo was on the East team and they had a wide receiver named David Williams out of Illinois. And David Williams catches a, a late touchdown pass and he gets to the sideline and he goes to, he sits next to Bo and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I just sewed up the MVP and you can read <laughs> Bo Jackson's lips. And Bo Jackson says, he, can I curse on this or no? Yeah, of course. Okay. Bo Jackson says, you can read his lips. He goes, this game ain't over, motherfucker. And the next <laughs> series, he takes a handoff, runs like 50-something yards and wins the MVP in Japan. Oh, yeah. Of course. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is one of those guys, you know how you like play, pick, you play pickup ball, yep. and there's guys who are just winners. Anytime they're in a game, they seem to win. You're talking but, to one, baby. No, just yeah. <laughs> You're not. I mean, I think I know what it takes to be a winning player, but uh, Bo Jackson legitimately was a winning player and he was, like, that guy who could just dominate. And, like, nobody could stop him, right? He was bigger, stronger, faster. Than everyone. Than ever. I mean, look, it's ridiculous. He ran a 4 one at Auburn. Like, Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the NFL and 40 pounds lighter than Bo and does not run a 4 one He went to the Raiders in 87 his first year. Tom Flores is a head coach. He has Bo run a 40 on grass in pads. He runs a 4 one and they don't believe it, so they have him do it again. He runs a four-one-seven. His first major league at bat, it's amazing. His first major league at bat, which you can see on YouTube and his art, is Royals White Sox September second, nineteen eighty-six. Bo Jackson comes up to seven uh, pitch at bat against Steve Carlton, who's at that point had won three hundred twenty-one games. Yeah, seven pitch. Bo hits a ground ball to second to Tim Hewlett, beats it out easily. Is timed running a 3-6 to first. It's the second fastest timed home to first by a right-handed hitter in Major League history. He's later asked what it was like getting your first hit off Steve Carlton, and he has no idea who he is. <laughs> that's all that's on brand for Bo. Like, 100%. I don't know who Steve Carlton is. 100%. Yeah. I mean, so so 41940, that sounds unbelievable. They're like, in a 413. 413. 413. So is there now is there video of this? Or I mean, probably not, right? That's the beauty of it all. That's actually the beauty of it all. There is no video of it. There's a million people who are there. The scouts who timed it, scouts who swear by it. There's a play. I wrote about this in a book and I've talked about it, but there's a play in high school when he was in McIndory High School. They were playing Fairfield High. This is in Alabama. And Bo hit up. Everyone told me this. Bo hit a ball in left field. He hit it so high by the time it came down, Bo was rounding third base. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. There's no way that's true. That's impossible. 
Well, one guy tells me I swear it's true. Another guy tells me I swear it's true. Fairfield's left field of that game was Eddie Scott. You found that guy? I found Eddie Scott. I talked to Eddie Scott. He's like, I swear to you it's true. The ball is the high. He played in college, too. He's like, that's the highest hit ball I've ever seen. It comes down. I pick it up. I look up. Bow is rounding third. And I got to say, one of my coolest moments thus far happened last night in Birmingham. Uh, uh, Homewood. I did a, a signing, and this guy shows up. And he introduces himself and he says, hey, I'm Eddie Scott. No. Wow. So cool. That is kind of cool. Now, I got to say, like, sometimes when, like, a young rapper passes away, Tupac, Biggie, whatever, they become more of a legend because they didn't have to grow old and be on stage, like, at 75. So Bo Jackson gets injured, this hip injury that I've seen millions of times looks like standard issue injury. And then that kind of was it for him, huh? Well, he played two more major... He played two kind of full major league seasons. He, the hip injury happened in 91. The Royals released him. He signs with the White Sox as a, almost like a gimmick. But he comes back at the end of 91 playing on just the hip is still damaged, but he tries. Comes to spring training in 92. It's no good. He gets a hip replacement. 93, he plays with the White Sox as a DH. He has a huge home run to clinch the AL, to clinch a trip to the ALCS uh, for the White Sox against the Seattle Mariners. Weirdly, the pitcher was my was my neighbor growing up Dave Fleming at the Seattle Mariners wow um, the announcer not the announcer they had a pitcher who won 17 okay. games named Dave Fleming anyway okay Bo Jackson the next year plays with the California Angels it's a strike year and I'll tell you something cool that. he plays with the Angels strike year he's a shell of his former self in a way it's good nobody cares about the Angels the team sucks it's our last game the strike is here everyone knows the strike is here season's probably over Bo Jackson on his own steals second base everyone in the dugout is like no because they know his hip he steals second base mm. at the end of the game bill bavese the general manager is up above and he's looking down at the field the lights are dim fans are gone bo jackson in his underwear runs out takes second base out of the ground runs back to the dugout into the tunnel <laughs> and that's his last game in major league history wow so and he now so he basically retired i think at 30 right or was it 29 uh he would have been 32 32. Okay. That is a super young age to retire. Tom Brady is 45 years old. Yes. Um, now, quarterbacks stay longer, obviously, but I mean, I feel like some running backs still go to like 32, 33, 35, definitely. maybe Emmett Smith. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's kind of sad that he had to retire early, but I am curious. This is the weirdest part. Uh, this retirement for Bo Jackson. Like, what is that like? Uh, I've, I've talked to so many athletes at Fox, Jeff, who they retire and that fame and adulation fades quicker than you expect. There aren't 50,000 people yelling for you and cheering for you. Uh, but Bo Jackson doesn't seem like he was awed by that. Um, what does he do after baseball? It's actually kind of cool. It's one of my favorite things about him. I actually think this book is far less interesting if he's like the color guy for the White Sox. You know yes, what I mean? I agree. Like a million times less interesting. He's told all these stories. He's showing up everywhere, but he doesn't. He lives in Burr Ridge, Illinois. He's a grandpa. He's a dad. He, uh, he owns a bunch of companies involved in food, food manufacturing, et cetera. Every now and then he'll appear on a podcast or appear, he was in a commercial with Brian Bosworth a few years ago. That was really funny. I saw that. Yeah, it was good. But he basically hunts. He shovels his own driveway. He drives a Ford truck. He doesn't have wow. a trophy room. He's not bragging to you about being this. <laughs> I actually think in a way he had a pretty good fade, which is he's on top of the world. He gets hurt. He sees he's not what he was. It's not looking good. Bill Bavese, the GM of the Angels, referred to him as a circus act at the end. Like, he was just there to sell tickets, which is sad. But it mm. happened real quick. And he was like, I'm out. 
They just left. Gone. So it looks like Burr Ridge is between what Naperville and Chicago. Yeah, maybe correct. So it's it, it's just like a what kind of suburb is this? It's like, nice. It's like you know, he has a gate around okay. his house. It's it's nice. He's not like you know, he's not running around and talking to people all the time. He's also very guarded, like very guarded. There's a story, you know, he's prickly. Like he's very prickly. That doesn't mean he's a bad guy, but he's guarded. But not like Charles Barkley prickly. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you through a window. No, but there's okay. a like one of my favorite stories in the book actually is um. He did yeah, every now and then he'll do an autograph show, right? And he did one, and Greg Townsend, his former Raiders teammate, was there, and they were both doing the show. They were working the show. And they hadn't seen each other in years. And Greg Townsend, who is a very, very good NFL player, goes up to Bo and he's like, Hey, Bo, how's it going? Yo, my man, what's up? And Townsend's like, Bo, I brought a helmet and a jersey. Were you, you cool oh, signing nice. it? And Bo's like, Yeah, but that'll be $400. And Townsend's <laughs> like, What? And Bo's like, uh, Hey, man, business is business. I right, give it to you. I have to give it to everyone. And Townsend <laughs> says to him, you were an asshole when we played together. You're still an asshole. And then he paid him the $400 to sign the stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that, listen, I got to respect Bo on that. Like, seriously, I mean, business is business. I, yeah. I am curious. And this is weird. So Michael Jordan, of course, goes on, ha- legend, has two kids. And everybody expects him to be great. LeBron has two kids. A lot of pressure on these kids to be big. How many kids does Bo Jackson have? You said he's a grandpa. Any yeah, sons or daughters that became... College athletes, semi-pro, nope. whatever. Zero. Nothing. They played wow. youth sports, didn't go on to do any, no pressure from their dad. I'm like Jordan, I bet. Like, no pressure from yeah, their dad. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, Bo said the other day, he's like, my grandchild would not be playing football. Now, granted, I don't think it's his call. You know, I don't know. I don't know a grandpa who actually gets to make that call, but he was very adamant. I don't want my my grandkid playing football. It's too damaging. Mm, yeah, yep. I mean, well, it's the hip and, and so forth. I am curious. Jeff, this is a tough one. Anybody you talk to say Bo Jackson was like a jerk, not a nice guy. It, it sounds like this is obviously folk hero stuff. He's amazing. He's a great legend. What a humanitarian. But surely there was some negatives about Bo Jackson. Well, he beat the living shit out of Kevin Seitzer, his former Royal teammate in the top. The, the, the Royals third baseman? Yeah. He, uh, Seitzer was pissing him off one day. Seitzer was like that guy, you know, that guy in class who's like sitting behind you and he's flicking your ear and you're like stopping an asshole. And then he does it again. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, it wasn't me. That was Seitzer. And, um, Bo did not like Kevin Seitz at all. And um, he, uh, they were in the batting cage one day under the stadium. Bo had to excuse himself for a minute. He comes back. Seitzer took his spot in line. Bo's like, man, it's my turn to hit. Seitz was giving him shit. But Bo goes in. And Seitz was talking trash to him while he's in the cage. And Bo says, you, you need to stop talking. And Seitz are <laughs> not reading the, the signs. Keeps yapping away. And Bo walks up to him, takes his hand, puts it around Seitz's neck, pins him against the wall, raises him up against the wall. Seitzer's eyes are bulging. He's turning purple. Coaches, I, I talked to all the guys in the hitting group were Bill, Bill Pakoda, Ed Hearn, Seitzer, and uh, and Bo. And I talked to I talked to Seitzer, but I also talked to Ed Hearn about it. And he's like, people are trying to get the arm off, and Bo won't let go. And later on, when it was all over, Seitzer goes up to Bo after in that same day, and he's like, "Hey, are we good?" And Bo's basically like, "Fuck you, we're not good. I don't no, I'll tolerate you, but not cool at all." So like. He had a temper, man. He did shit with him. Another thing he did, he used to, in the Royals uh, clubhouse, he would set up uh, a bow and arrow set, and he would shoot arrows across the clubhouse. And, like, a lot of guys in that team are like, why the fuck are you shooting arrows across the clubhouse? Like, I actually value my heart. And, uh, you know, guys didn't have the guts. He was one of those guys, people did not have the guts. Another thing, he wouldn't sign autographs for teammates for the other sport. Like, if you were playing baseball and you wanted him to sign a ball, he would sign it. You would not sign a Raiders jersey. If you were with the Raiders 
and you asked him to sign a Royals jersey, he wouldn't do it. He would only sign Raiders stuff. That's a little weird. What, yeah. did, any idea what that's about? <clears throat> he was just territorial and a little quirky and kind of emphasized the fact, I'm here, I'm focused on this. I'm there, I'm focused on that. Huh. I am curious to go back to Kevin Seitzer. I remember that guy. Uh, I have some of his baseball cards somewhere buried in a, in a box yeah, we in the garage. Do. We all do. But um, so what kind of per- – is Kevin Seitzer still a dick? Like who talks trash no. to Bo Jackson? No, Seitzer's not a dick. He's a third – he's a coach of the Atlanta Braves now. He was Because he was 23 and he was like yeah, young, annoying young, and young and yeah. stupid and didn't read people well. And like Bo Jackson, very clearly early on, like good guy. Honestly, good guy, solid guy, but not a guy you fuck with. Like, just not a guy yeah. you fuck with. I hear your dog. Uh, you never mind. Yeah, that is my dog. There's, there's somebody walking by, and my daughter's springing into action. So yeah. I, I got to quickly ask. Uh, I'm trying to under get in the head of Bo Jackson because he sounds like a very quirky individual, obviously immensely talented. Mm-hmm. What did you get on the, the mom and dad of Bo Jackson? Really interesting. So – Bo was born dirt poor, best from Alabama. His dad's name is A.D. Adams. His dad died, I don't know, 15 years ago. And his dad was married to another woman when he had Bo with Bo's mom. And wasn't there, oh. for Bo's, wasn't there for Bo's birth, lived across town, had his own family across town, in the same town where Bo was growing up, had almost nothing to do with Bo. Um, would see him maybe once a month, stop in real quick, you know, nothing to do with him. Bo's mom, Florence, was a, just a badass motherfucker in the best, you know, like hardcore uh, worked as a maid at multiple motels, always working, cleaned offices, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Bo was one of 11 kids, 10 living at home at the same time at one point in a three-room, not bedroom, three-room house um, with no running water. They had an outhouse. Bo, um, Bo used to wear Jeez. his sister's hand-me-down sneakers to school. If the sneakers weren't available, he'd literally go to the school in socks. He had a severe stutter. He was held back a grade. And he was a bully. Like, the byproduct is he was a bully. Um, his nickname, Bo, is short for uh, Bohog, which is short for Borhog, which stems from when he was a kid, him and a bunch of his friends went to a local farm with a bunch of sticks and spent three days beating the living shit out of the biggest hog they could find, a Borhog. What? Yeah, and that's where the- Wait, how old, how old was he? About 12. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's some, there's some, uh, okay, he's, listen, everybody has demons, uh, but you try to decipher through the parents sometimes, like, you know, what kind of person this is. And it sounds like- I don't know. Bo maybe had some demons, huh? I just think, you know, one of the things I've written about a decent amount, Bo Jackson book, Walter Payton book, even Brett Favre book to a certain degree is um, the way kids were raised in the South back in the day, especially single mom or strict disciplinarian mom after yeah. American household is truly you don't spare the rod. In fact, not only do you not spare the rod, you tell your kid you messed up. You're going to go to the backyard right now. And you're going to break a switch off a tree, a switch being a stick. And it better not be small or you're going to have to go back and get another switch. And I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. There's a moment Bo Jackson's mom caught Bo stealing. And she tied Bo to the bed and beat the crap out of him. Had a gun in her hand and said, you run, I will shoot you. And I don't know if she really would have shot him. But like, he was tough, man. She, But he was tough too. He was a tough kid. And she did well, her that'll problem. toughen you up, Jeff, just a little bit. Yeah. My mom, <laughs> I don't want to, my mom and Bo Jackson mom very similar one time i was caught drinking a wine cooler and my mom said don't do that so also jump. yeah a wine cooler what was that high school college no. it was high school no yeah. but listen yeah I, th- I think you're right it's a, would you would you say that's the deep south or just a different era i'd say deep south a little bit of a different area you still find it here in the deep south but different era 
Um, just like really, you know what it is also like you, if you have to understand the mindset of being black in the deep South during that era and fearing for your kids' lives, right? You, it's not just, I need to keep you in line to be a good kid. I need to keep you in line. So you then end up, so you don't end up like Emmett Till, you know, I need you to keep, keep you in line. So you don't cross a line that you can't get back from. Like it was a combination of fear and disciplining for the sake of making sure your kid survives. Okay. Yeah. A, a generation or two later. And I feel like that fear is gone, right? It just I don't is, know. Is, is vanished. I don't come on, dude. I'm sure your parents went through some, I, I know my parents did. And then, you know, me and my brother went through it a little bit. And now our kids are just not experiencing the same stuff that we did two generations. Sure. Ago, you know? I'm not a black kid in the South though. That's different. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, all the regions of the country have to deal with that to an extent. Um, so the book is about Bo Jackson, um, a true legendary folk hero. Um, I don't know. What number book is this for you? Number 10. Wow. Any goal, uh, any idea on how many you want f- for your career or no number? You just want to find the great stories and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like John Feinstein has probably written 50. I don't think there's any way I ever kind of do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but he's, he's doing all- a lot of college hoop stuff. You know? He's awesome. John Vines is amazing. That's not. Uh, I, I was a huge fan, and then oh, yeah. he, he went on social media, Jeff, like a decade ago, and was like not friendly. Oh, really? Kind of. I mean, not necessarily to me. He was just kind of an ornery dude. Um, you know, someone told me the other day a story about it. I won't name the writer because I feel nice, but um, about a pretty well-known sports writer, and he was coming on someone's podcast, and he refused to answer questions about his first book, his biggest-selling book, which is a famous, famous book. Just refused. Said, "I'm no, I don't want to talk about that." Uh, Mitch album? No, but. No, that's so funny though. It's not a bad guess, but no. Um, and I was thinking like, uh, why, why wouldn't you answer questions about first book? Or I always say like, I don't love talking about John Rocker anymore, but I'm certainly going to answer your questions about it. You know, like you're, that, that's you're, right, dude. I just went the entire time interviewing you and forgot about the John Rocker. Damn thing. it. What the hell? No, but that's way behind you at this point. Right. Do do people no. still bring it up or no? They do. They do. Especially if they've never interviewed me before. Wait, is that usually the first question you get about that guy? No, but I'll get like the two things I get now are winning time and winning time. rocker at the end. They'll be like, so not to bring up something, blah, 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 but you're, uh, you wrote the John Rocker story in 99. And, you know, it's okay. It's, it's totally fine. He's 90, I'm over 20 years. The only one I get is, hey, what was it like working with Jason Whitlock? Um, oh, man. And, you know, I know how you feel about him. You know, how I feel. Well, I'm disappointed. Anyways, disappointed. yeah, just a little bit. Um, at any rate, all right, Jeff Perlman. Great stuff. The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. Good book for um, Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever you guys celebrate out there. Uh, go pick it up. Jeff Perlman, always good. Hey, any word on the upcoming Lakers? Are they going to do another version of Winning Time? They are. Season two coming out next summer. Are you involved? Uh, I am. I'm actually, I saw this. I was watching, an. were you an Entourage watcher ever? Of course. Come on. I saw, I sometimes when I like can't sleep at night, I'll watch an old Entourage. By the way, that show has not aged. But, um, I mean, it has not aged well. It's like no, yeah. the sexism is just off the freaking charts. But um, <laughs> there was they were doing, there was there was some moment where um, they called someone a producer in name only. And I said to my wife, I was like, oh, my God, that's me. I am a producer. I do read all the scripts, I swear. They ask for my comments. I give them all. They send me all the casting demos. I do get to play a reporter this epi- this season um, in an episode. So it's awesome. It's a great. It's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Hey, if they ever need someone, I'll work for a penny a day. Honestly, I would be w- more than willing to appear 
in in the show. I do know a couple guys who are in it. Uh, it that just sounds awesome. It's you great. Know, it's really great. I'm sure you I get mean, that all the time. But I always say, if someone comes to you and says, "We want to turn something you wrote into an HBO series," don't say no. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how'd you celebrate that? By the way, uh, I don't actually know. I was just oh my I, gosh! I went to the premiere party. I went to the premiere party. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like that's like, hey, let's go on a vacation, man. Uh, they're turning uh, my book into a movie. You know, let's go to Hawaii for a week. I was waiting you know? for you to call to come on your show, but you only call me when I have books out. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Good stuff, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Jeff Perlman. Good guy. I do hope to one day play pickup basketball with him. It sounds like he's a scrappy player. Um, let's get to the best bet. Houston Texans hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. You got Nick Sirianni, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith has been a coach before, so he's not like a rookie coach on Thursday Night Football. It's just one of those settings where how can you actually bet the Houston Texans? If you are, this is one of those hold-your-nose specials where you say, fine, I'm going to put $200 on the Houston Texans getting 14 and a half, and I'm not going to watch a game because I will be so frustrated by halftime. If you guys think Davis Mills is coming in the back door of this one against his Philadelphia defense, like uh, you got another thing coming. This pass rush is going to obliterate Davis Mills unless – Philadelphia just totally sleepwalks through the first half. And and that like hasn't happened. They're the number one scoring team in the NFL in the first half. Utterly dominant offense. They lead the NFL in scoring in the second quarter. I saw a great stat when I was researching for this week. So they beat the Steelers handily. They scored 35 points. Jalen Hurts did not throw a pass in the red zone. Think about that. 35 points, over 400 yards of offense, and Jalen Rose doesn't attempt one pass in the red zone. Well, it's one word, folks. It's domination. This is going to be A.J. Brown, who has, is deeply familiar with the Houston Texans. Good luck putting rookie Derek Stingley, who has been lit up at times. Got a couple picks, but overall he's struggled this year. He's a rookie. Rookie cornerback struggle unless your name is Sauce Gardner, who, by the way, went after Derek Stingley. If you try to put Stingley on A.J. Brown, he is going to body him and dominate him. And if you try the double team on A.J. Brown, you know what? They got a good tight end. And they also have Devontae Smith, who went to Alabama and won a Heisman, I believe. They also have a really good running game. And the Houston Texans have, like, nothing. This is how embarrassed the Texans should be. Last week, Tennessee basically told them, hey, Ryan Tannehill, starting quarterback's out. Here's Malik Willis, a rookie who really can't throw or read defenses, but we're going to just run Derrick Henry anyway. And from the very first play of the game, Henry pulled off, I think, like a 30-yard run. You could just tell, oh, they're, they're going to have no chance of stopping him. Tennessee had a couple inter, uh, turnovers, and it was like dicey for, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then slowly but surely, Henry just ground them into dust. And it was just, that's a wrap. I mean, it was over. Derrick Henry, 200 yards of total offense, uh, running the football. And, and, and they could do nothing. So I don't see how there's a scenario where Houston steps up here. Now, a couple things working against them. Primetime dogs have been incredible. I mean, I'm just talking unbelievable cover rate. Every game last week, I mean, it feels like every primetime dog is hit. I mean, even the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, I had the Steelers against the Dolphins, and people were like, Jason, you're crazy. At 13 nothing. it looked crazy. Primetime dogs have been outstanding. If you can make a case for Houston. Now, if this was against the Colts or the Jags in the division, sure, sure, yeah, maybe they got a chance. 
It's the best team in football. I will be stunned if this is close in the first half. I'll be shocked if Houston covers. Uh, listen, obviously you, you don't want to put, you don't want to empty the account betting on a double-digit favorite on the road in the NFL. That is a recipe for disaster. But it's very clear right now, folks, that the Eagles Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills are on another level. They are just vastly superior to just about anybody they play. So I don't see a scenario Houston covers. Give me Philly. I got 13 and a half. I would take 14. I don't know that I'd take 14 and a half. I mean, at some point, the Eagles are probably going to call off the dogs simply because it's like, hey, we're up 31 nothing. Do we really need to keep our guys out here? And then at that point, does Davis Mills get a couple late scores and all of a sudden it gets interesting? I, I don't know. So that's the, the, the concern, obviously, with taking a huge favorite on Thursday because you don't want to get uh, – you've got a perfect season going. Yeah, I don't anticipate – I mean, if you guys remember, Buffalo, I think, set their starters the entire fourth quarter against, like, Tennessee, wasn't it, earlier this year? I don't know. If, yeah, that was a primetime game. And, again, Buffalo primetime, they dominated. So uh, enjoy the game. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 